welcome to Take Him With You, episode number 59 for March 7th, 2010. I'm Rick Moyer. This week, we remember to talk about the TV show Survivor. We talk a little bit more about Undercover Boss and more. Yeah, this week, Amy and I will share about our last weekend at the Mackenzie Road Baptist Church. Our sleep number bed with numbers on it this time. My wife and Catherine watched a movie called Eraser. They'll talk about that. Plus, the main topic for today's show, the cheating chat. Why do people cheat on their spouses or significant others? With some tips on guarding your relationship. Stick around. Hi, this is Rick Moyer, and I've got a brand new CD out to watch the stars with. It's called Stargazer. Take a listen to some of the songs. Three, two, one, zero. Lunch commits. Liftoff. We have liftoff with Apollo 14. Three minutes past the hour. this 13-track CD or download it at takehimwithyou.com slash stargazer. Stargazer, a collection of songs to watch the stars with. Get your copy today. Yeah, we got a hundred more CDs. That was cool, huh? Yeah. And uh, sold a bunch at the uh, church that we spoke at. Yeah, and now if I can just figure out what to do with a big box of them in my dining room. Well, they'll all go quickly. Watch. You watch. That'd be good. We actually, yeah, just last weekend sold like 10, 11, <laughs> and that was just at the one event, so we don't know if we sold more at the stores. So Yeah, we won't know for a while because that takes a while to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I sound like I'm not on. Am I on? Is this is this thing on? Sorry. I, yeah, I'm not sure because you're sitting next to me, so. Well, yeah, so we, we'll find out here in, in a couple of days how we did on iTunes for the last month and Amazon. And CD Baby. Yeah. It's, well, CD Baby, I find out immediately. But the other ones are a whole month or two delay. Yeah, that's kind of odd. In in our day of Well, if I was Lady instant, Gaga, instant, I would know instantly yeah. how much I made. Oh, because they, they have a well, certain Well, they make millions amount. of dollars, yeah. Like, yeah. what do they make off of me? Not, mm. well, not much, because I don't sell that much. But if I sold lots and lots of CDs, well, then they would be very happy to tell me how much I sold. Oh, okay. Is that how it works? Uh, yeah. I heard I heard a um, joke, a Lady Gaga joke yesterday. Oh no! Um, but thankfully, I can't remember it. Oh, here I'm waiting for hear a joke, and then you well, don't tell it. We'll have to ask ask Catherine. It had to do with one of her songs, and I can't remember the song because I'm not a Lady Gaga fan. Sorry, Lady Gaga, but yeah. Like she listens to our podcast. <laughs> By the way, this is Rick. Behind. This is Rick. And this is Amy. And we do the podcast Take Him With You every week. Yeah. And uh, today is a good week so far. I uh, just cleaned out the garbage can. You know, you were my hero by doing that. Oh, thanks. Well, you know, when I don't know how, I don't know what your garbage day is, but our garbage days are on Tuesday. And uh, it was so ripe when I was taking it back to its little place 
you know, we had to take it to the curb for the garbage truck. It was so gross. It was so smelly that it made me nauseous. And I thought, you know what? It wouldn't take much to hose this out. So we hosed it out, or I did. And then I used bleach, and then I used some pine saw. And now it's going to be a pleasure to take the garbage out. Yeah, and, you know, I was surprised about that because it's wintertime. I'm glad you did it now because, you know, summer, warmer weather's coming. Well, yeah, the neighbors are complaining. We don't want that. But they're not here to hear about our garbage uh, (laughs) habits. Just just know that you will be a hero to your spouse if you clean out the garbage can. Yeah, there you go. Remember, Mm -hmm. find something somebody doesn't like to do and do it, and they'll be your hero. That you'll be their hero. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, um, let's talk about what's going on at the Moyers' house. I have to change it now because we're both on the program. I was I called it Rick's house, but now we're gonna have to call it Moyers' house. Okay. Does that work? That works. Okay, we'll, we'll be right back. We have a great show today. It's really, really power packed with all sorts of power packed with all sorts of cool stuff. So uh, stay tuned and let's now find out what's going on at the Moyers' house. Hi, what does Lady Gaga say when she looks in the mirror in the morning? I don't know. What does Lady Gaga say when she looks in the mirror every morning? Poker face, pup-pup-pup-poker face. I don't get it. I didn't really either, but it's one of her songs that she's famous for. <laughs> I don't really... I've only seen her once or twice, and it was so strange that I didn't really... I, she had a good voice when she was singing with Elton John. Uh, oh, yeah. I saw with that all on the, like, the Grammys or with something. With all the hands and... And she had stuff smeared all over, like um, soot or something. Like she'd been down in hell and... No, 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 no. She was put in a machine. And blew up? I don't know. I don't know. Who who could follow this? The brain of Lady Gaga. The brain of Lady Gaga. Frankenstein. No, no. Oh, yeah, I guess it is Igor, isn't it? Igor, yeah. (coughs) Yeah, it it was kind of along that lines, I felt. I don't know. I don't really care. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. That joke came from one of the small grade school age children of a friend from Facebook. Well, I can see that that um, <laughs> so that I, it did. I I really don't even understand it, and so I guess I, it doesn't I matter. I don't really either. Let's not waste another moment okay. of our listeners' time. All right, sounds good. So where are we now? What? Where are we? Oh, now? oh, okay, okay, yeah. All right. So there's what's going on at our house. We've been watching a couple of TV shows that are kind of fun. I'm really. Last week we were supposed to talk about Survivor, and we never did. And we forgot. We forgot because we had so many other fun things to talk about, I, but. I almost didn't watch it this season. Because okay, this is the twentieth um, season, or it's the tenth season, but the twentieth program. I think they do two seasons. Yeah, a, they a do year. two. Two, yeah. Well, anyway, they're they're now it's it's uh, villains versus heroes, mm-hmm. and so they have all these people back on the show from Survivor. If if you've never watched Survivor, you've been on a different planet, or you don't have TV, which anyway. Um, then Survivor is basically a game of uh, people that go be put on a, um, a deserted type of island or, or landmass somewhere, and they have to live in the wild, uh, well, supposedly, and they have to get along and they do challenges and all these different things, and the one person that's left at the very end wins a million dollars. Yeah, and it's, it's not just physical um, challenges, but social challenges, and too. And mental. Mental. So they have to have a lot of um, strategy, mental strategy. Like yeah. some people come in and they say, well, I'm just going to 
lay low. Kind of lay low and not get a lot of attention. And some people have won the game doing that. Mm-hmm. And, and others, others have won the game being, being conniving and ruthless. And ruthless. And I almost didn't watch it. Why didn't I? Why did I almost not watch it? You don't like sure. Russell. Oh, I just feel like he's a devil's brother or something. He's just mean. <laughs> he's Hi, just, I'm Russell. I'm Satan's brother. He's just conniving, man. I just don't care for him. Well, he may meet his fate. We don't know. Yeah. Of course, we can't really talk about because with the latest episode, we won't actually watch till after this recording's out, even yeah. though this recording comes out. Uh, yeah. I hope he gets voted out soon, though, because then I'll like the show better. Well, what's your prediction? You think he'll get voted out this week? Well, see, Well, last week. Well, the thing Since we're doing is, the podcast is, early. is probably most of the people on Survivor, if not all of them, ha- watched him on the last season and know what they know his tactics. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you almost have to change it up because these are all reoccurring characters within the Survivor mm-hmm. reality series. Been on there before. Well, anyway, fascinating. Now we've watched Survivor quite a few years now. Yeah, not from the beginning. Not from we, the beginning. We didn't we have didn't TV have and stuff, then. right? Yeah, but we've watched yeah. several of them now, seasons and. There's only a few that have been super memorable, you know, because mm-hmm. they're not really that memorable sometimes. It's just kind of the same thing over and over and over. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. But uh, what this season is better than any of, uh, any of the other seasons right off the bat. Usually it takes, you know, I watch it and I don't really like it for the first like 10 people that are voted off. And then mm-hmm. it gets good. Yeah. Then they start really going. But this time... The first show was good. Yeah. Every show has been good because they're all really well, good players of the game. They had, you know, some of my favorite characters from past seasons. I hear I'm, I'm saying mean things about one of the guys I don't like. But um, they had some of my favorite characters from previous seasons. Rupert and Tom and, yeah. um, oh, what's the other guy's Boston name? Boston Rob. Boston Rob. He's yeah. one of my favorites. and. Um, they had a lot of my previous favorite ones. She so. likes Boston Rob because he looks like me. <laughs> so. I, I thought his wife Amber was sweet. It was kind of sweet. How oh, they... you're not watching because you like what he looks like? No. Well, that's good. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Well, anyway, um, I don't know. I like some of the characters. I, I like Rupert and Tom. Yeah. They both have Kind of fun leadership skills. Yeah, well, we'll see how long they last with this bunch of people. I know. It's hard. Coach is on there again. He's different. He's a strange man. Yeah, we all are kind of strange in our own way. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, anyway, Survivor gets a thumbs up from me, at least, for this season. It's really quite action-packed, and you can mm-hmm. catch episodes. I don't know if Hulu plays it or not, but I think you can go back and watch the episodes up to now. It's only been on for, what, four weeks, three weeks? Something like that. Yeah, so anyway... Good show right off the bat this time. Uh, let's see what else we've also been. Of course, we talked about this show already, but we are still watching Undercover Boss on Sunday nights. Yes. And each time we cry. You cry too. Yeah. I, I've been crying every episode. I go, I can't believe it. I'm crying I again. Think th- I think it has that. that uh, f- Undercover Boss is a show where the CEO of the company goes undercover and works with the workers mm-hmm. um, and 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 they film what happens and then at the end of the show the boss makes changes mm-hmm. and then talks to it reveals his identity to the people that he worked with on the lower levels of the company yeah and i think it has the extreme makeover quality to it because mm-hmm. it's hard for me to watch these shows only because i get really emotional when people have compassion or charity on other people because i, I think number 1 it's just touching to see that humanity still has something nice kind. to offer yeah. and kind mm-hmm. um number two um 
all of us can relate with what it's like to be appreciated and what it's like to not be appreciated. And I think mm-hmm. that's why that this new show, Undercover Boss, tugs at everybody's heart because we've all had a good boss and we've all had a bad boss. And we talked about that on uh, a couple of shows ago about the what was it the leadership show when mm-hmm. we talked about follow the leader and we talked about good bosses, bad bosses, you know, leaders and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and how some of them are really awesome and some of them aren't. And so mm-hmm. I guess that's why the show really appeals. But we we watched this last one; it was really good. It was fantastic. It was. I I was really blessed, you know, and like like you were saying at the end, um, the boss gave one of the kids uh, that was working at his restaurant a five thousand dollars scholarship, and, yeah. And um, he saw that some of the people were struggling with eating healthy and being healthy. One had, had one of the workers that had it was a heart the CEO, and, one of the CEOs of uh, White Castle. Yeah, and so he he said, well, we need to you know invest in the health and have a wellness program and. It was really cool. Yeah, it yeah. was neat. So it's interesting. Every week there's a, a different type of scenario going on. I guess it's getting lots of good ratings and everybody likes the show. So we would, recommend it. Watch I would think so. Undercover Boss. Well, and they, the network wisely premiered it right after the Super Bowl. Otherwise, we may have never we watched it. We may have it. never watched it. Yeah. yeah. But it, I'm sure we would have heard a buzz about it and probably. Yeah. Maybe yeah. tuned into it. Anyway, yeah, it I really, good. really like this show. It's really good. So you should watch it. Mm-hmm. And we had something fun happen. We got to go and, and speak at a church. Yeah, in um, Olympia, which is our state's capital. About, what, 50 minutes away from our house? Yeah. It was actually kind of a little country church right out of the city. Yeah. Um, but in a really nice neighborhood. Yeah, it was there. the McKenzie Road Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. And I got to share a message about um, passing the torch. I used the Olympic theme kind of and, yeah. and talked about how important it is for the generational or to have a multi-generational community. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's up. Actually, people can listen to that. Um, I haven't put a link on the website. Maybe I should. But uh, if here, I'll tell you how to get there. It's really easy. You just go to takehimwithyou.com slash podcast slash passthetorch.mp3. Yeah. We've had, I think we posted it um, Sunday night and we've had close to 100 downloads already of it. So if you'd like to listen to that message, you're more than welcome to tell you it again. It's uh, takehimwithyou.com. Slash podcast slash pass the torch dot mp3 all one word pass the torch dot mp3 and it it was a really good message and I think it's probably one of our core messages through the years is um about honoring the youth and honoring the elderly and um we love both mm-hmm. and we like to see um the two come together and honor each other it's true. I think that was one of our goals all th- when we were full-time pastoring and stuff. That was one of our goals was to bridge the gap between the youth and the, and the adults and mm-hmm. get everybody together working on the same page because it's, that's, life is really cool that way. There's always, you know, we, I got some great comments from a, a friend of mine, um, Stefan, that, that uh, talked about there's always been a, a generational gap. And it's just mm-hmm. interesting how every, every uh, decade has had a different generational gap. Mm-hmm. And it is important that we... That you know that we don't freak out and judge everybody's uh, uh, music and their method and all these different things, but we just need to be okay with the heart of the matter. So, I think when I was a kid, one of the things that did that for me was when we went on church campouts, and um, I remember this older gentleman um, walking with me as a grade school kid. Yeah, 
And, you know, he took the time because I couldn't keep up with the teenagers and stuff. And he, he walked with me and a couple younger kids. And, um, you know, that meant a lot to me that he took the time to make sure that, you know, the younger kids were okay. And um, he ended up passing away at like 60. And mm. I have a tear in my eye right now. Because I was going to say, are you crying? <laughs> She's because... cr- My wife is crying. <laughs> well, because, you know. I took a shower. I should be fine. We, we t- what you preached about last weekend or what might have been a co- you know yeah was that you know bridging that gap and you know he did that and I remembered him from years and years ago and um you know I just think it's important that as older people we invest in younger people and younger yeah. people that we honor and and seek out the advice and wisdom of the older people agreed yeah it just makes life more easy yeah uh, the key, though, for us younger people, well, I'm not as young, young as I was. <laughs> Excuse me. I think the key for us, though, is to listen to what the folks who have gone before us. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't have to necessarily agree with how they did it, yeah. but there's there's principles that if you will listen, mm-hmm. you can avoid some of the mistakes. We had some really good friends, Don and Bonnie, that um, we avoided a whole lot of mess in our lives by listening to them. Mm-hmm. They had gone before us. They had raised kids. They They knew what they were doing, and... We would pick their brain, and and they would give us advice, and we actually followed it. And I think, I think not just by listening to what they said, but I think we Watching watched how they how lived, they lived. Yeah, that they really were honoring to each other. That, you know, that is very true. There are a lot of people that talk the talk, but not as many people walk the walk. And and most of the time, we do learn by what people do, not what they say. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yep, our our actions speak louder than words. That's true. All right, what else is going on at the Moyers house? Oh, we have a brand new kind of exciting. Years ago, when I wasn't sleeping well, mm-hmm. we decided to buy a new bed. Well, you and I both had different issues because I have back and neck issues, and I did better with a firm bed, mm-hmm. and you have hip issues so you that, I, I know i'm hip i can't help it <laughs> i know but your hips would hurt and so you wanted a softer bed right and so we we had a hard time because we would you know find one bed that would work for we, me and it okay let's just say we we were not in the financial situation to buy a new bed and so yeah. we would bu- we would buy all these secondhand beds yeah and like Salvation Army sometimes got mattresses from you know the neighbor I, I or whatever. I think we got a king size bed for seventy five dollars once. Yeah, and that was actually pretty comfortable for a while until I wore a hole kind of in it. Yeah, it was yeah. older. That was older. Yeah. Well, anyway, we bought a. We decided to jump into the sleep number bed. Mm-hmm. We thought that would be kind of fun, so we we went online and we found the sleep number bed, but they were so expensive. We didn't have the money for the numbers. Yeah, so we got the sleep number bed. Did you know that the the lowest model of the sleep number bed isn't a sleep number bed? It's a sleep number bed without the numbers. Yes. So you get this kit, and it's got the it's got the a little, bed in a box. A bed in a box, and it's got this foam stuff. These little things that put together the foam stuff. A mattress pad, or a mattress holder, and then it has bladders, and not the kind that you would go pee with. Air air bladders. Thank you very much. Yeah. And it has two of them. So one side you can blow up the way you want, and the mm-hmm. other side you can. And then it's got two controllers, or it did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, but without numbers on them, so they were just an up and a you down just arrow. You kind of inflate, deflate till you liked you, it. Yeah, you got on the bed, and you or whoosh, you know, let the air out. Thank you very much. So anyway, we finally got the, 
we got the bed the way we liked it, and we've used that for about three years. I think we enjoyed it. It's a yeah. nice bed. Mm-hmm. The only problem was in the cheapest model when when your spouse gets out of bed, if your side is lower or like 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 squishier than than their side, then there's this rolling thing that happens because it splits down the middle and all of a sudden you fall. Well, and see, my my side was higher because I like it firmer. So whenever Rick would go out, get out of the bed, I would roll roll over into his side. Which if I want to get back into bed then, I've got to push her over (laughs) and out of the way. It's just crazy. Just crazy. um, This is too much information, isn't it? (laughs) Well, anyway, uh, we were very, very blessed. Um, I got a phone call just a couple nights ago and it was my friend who... They had bought the premium fancy sleep number bed with the wireless remote control and the fancy mattress pad and all these things, and uh, they wanted to know if we wanted it. And what did we say? Well, it took about two seconds, and I, I got off the phone, and I asked you, and you said, of course. Yeah. So I called them back. This bed is like four times the cost of the the one that we had, and uh, we put it all together, mm-hmm. and it's got this cool wireless remote, and it the wire, it's only one remote instead of two. And it has numbers. Yeah, and I slept. So what's your number? I th- what's your sleep number? I think mine was 50. And mine was 30. Yeah, so mine was a little firmer. And, and we may adjust that. But I, I slept while my back didn't hurt this morning. A lot of times yeah. I wake up with my back hurting. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. So no, we'll see. Good. We'll give it another week and see how it is. But it was great. I, yeah. So anyway, sleep number bed. They're very fun. Yeah, it's it's nice if you you know have a, a sleeping buddy that has different a issues. sleeping buddy it's has, nice if you have a sleeping buddy that has well, different thanks. back issues <laughs> you know i mean once you get older you know sometimes you just any old bed doesn't work you need a sleeping buddy <laughs> well maybe your dog sleeps in the bed and well you i told okay like so the here's the deal way. andrew's getting our our old bed yeah and we got the new one and, and he can inflate both sides the same way because he's just one person well so i told him no i told him he just needs to put one side for the cats because they like to sleep <laughs> they in his do room like to sleep on his and then bed. one side for him yeah so he'll have to take no a sleeping buddies for my son not yet not yet <laughs> <laughs> until he gets well, married the cats can sleep there that's true our dog can't our dog, our dog can't even get up on dog, the bed anymore our dog used to sleep with us but she's too old she can't get in the bed anymore and you know it's funny though every single night she waits right by my computer until i'm done and you're already usually in bed mm-hmm. and then i'll come in get in bed and all of a sudden i'll hear this tap 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 tap. that's her finger or her toenails on the ground yeah and then she'll come into the room and then she, you hear her rustle around a little bit, and all of a sudden, thud. Thud. And the bed shakes because yes. she 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 uses the back of the bed as a support for her or something at yeah. the at the foot of the bed, and then she that's where she sleeps. And lately, she's so old that I trip over her in the middle of the night because she won't move when I get up. Yeah, it's dark, and our dog's black, black so, so you yeah. can't see her. Well, she's got lots of gray on her now, so if you look really carefully, you can see a little shimmer. Yeah, her nose is gray. Yeah, but not very fun when you step on the dog. I'm not even sure if she's. I'm, I hope this not a day when I get up and trip over this cold, oh, <laughs> cold <Rick>. carcass. That's <laughs> not nice. I know. I'm not looking forward to that I day, know. but she's really old. She is. She is old, and, and she snores. Be sad. She was keeping me up last night snoring. <laughs> no, Usually, you snores. keep me up snoring, but she I did. Don't snore. Excuse me, but how do you know? 
Well, I know that if I have some sinus issues, I might have a little loud breath, but you I snore. don't snore. <laughs> no, you don't. snore, you snore, you snore. <laughs> well, we won't talk about your snoring. Yeah, well. Sounds like we're from the Northwest and we have chainsaws. Going off. <laughs> chainsaw. Yeah. Okay, enough of this. This is way too much information for everybody. <laughs> oh, last thing I want to talk about before we get into our words of wisdom is uh, it was so funny yesterday, well, a few days ago. I don't know. I was working on something on the computer, and, and I needed to concentrate, so I put my earphones on. When I took them off, I've been, I was hearing all these, like, explosions and, and gunshots and screaming and everything, and I'm thinking, that's weird. Catherine and Amy are on the couch watching this movie. So I look over, and in full HD, my wife is watching Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger. And her and my daughter are watching the sh- a movie called Eraser. Okay, now I have now, to... I just want to know about this I because... I have to clarify this. I can't this. believe you guys watched this show. I and can't believe we did either, but... It was, it was edited for TV, obviously, because my no, wife doesn't like to watch anything. There with, was no cussing because they edited that out. But, but no, there was cussing. It'd be going along and be going, take that, you... And then it'd be silence and all the <laughs> yeah. music would cut out. And then, That's right. <laughs> Well, I have have to explain why. She's turning red right now, watching a racer. I have to explain. Catherine and I were sitting on the couch and we were watching Princess Diaries 2, a royal engagement. And Andrew came in and he goes, I don't want to watch this. Is there anything else on? And he so was playing Mafia Wars. He grabbed the remote control and he found um, on the PVR someone had taped a racer with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I, I had. I I wouldn't have taped it, but I it did. was on there. So I want to watch it. Anyway, I hope you didn't erase it. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> didn't erase eraser. Anyway, we so he turned it on and then um, after about a half an hour hour he left the room and. So I didn't know he had started. So I turn around, and there's Amy and Catherine <laughs> gleefully watching Eraser with Arnold well, Schwarzenegger. It, it it did actually. It wasn't just a totally violent movie. It had a plot. Every time I looked over, somebody was, was dying or getting it shot was or violent. You know, it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, but yeah. yeah. But um, it had a plot. He was like one of those um, federal agents, like marshals that help witness protection kind okay. of thing. All right. And so, like in plain sight, yeah. Okay. So it nice. had kind of a plot where he had to protect this lady who was going to be a witness against these arms dealers. It okay. turned turned out to be our government, you know. Oh, well, blow the oh, movie oh, for us. Sorry. Spoiler alert! Spoiler. Okay. Well, anyway, tell us more. Some of the people were in the. It's government. an old anyway. movie. I don't care. Yeah. Anyway, um, it it had a plot, but it it was more violent than I normally watch. You know, more guns and blowing up things. Yeah. And, yeah, that's not typically the kind of movie I watch, but it it I just you know had to find out what Usu- happened. Now I want you to know that usually in our house, if a movie's on like that, she stays for about ten minutes and then she's gone. Yeah, I don't. So it was really like... surprising for her to watch the entire movie and play it all the way to the end. I was there's hope for you, dear. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I think there is. <laughs> I'm going to get the Rambo movies on DVD and we'll watch those. No. <laughs> um. I think I think that that'll happen the day that you watch the whole A and E Pride and Prejudice at six oh, hours gosh. long. <laughs> oh, come here, Mister Whatever. What's his name? Mister Darcy. Mister Darcy. Sorry, I can't yeah. stomach that, but that's all right. Oh, I probably just got a bunch of people mad at me. A bunch of ladies out there going, "Well, and I know some guys that like it too, so I maybe I'll just shut up." Yeah. 
Good okay. idea. All right. Well, we'll quit talking and going on, on, babbling on and on about who killed who. It's a festive occasion. Okay. Let's not get into Monty Python. Okay. <sighs> All right. Monty Python. 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 Monty Python. Okay. Monty Python. Okay. All right. How do you know she's a witch? All right. We did the hat and the nose, but she's still a witch. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hi, Russell. Are you like mommy? Are you doing a podcast? A podcast. Podcast. Good boy. That is pretty much the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> podcast. Anomaly. Something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. An oddity, peculiarity, irregularity, inconsistency, incongruity, a rarity. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Buffy, Firefly, gaming, books, costuming, and general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com I sure like baby Russell. He's so cute. Yeah. I just, I, it makes me remember when my babies were babies. But Ta- toddlers babies toddling anymore. around and saying, Waku, apple pine? Yeah, I remember when Nathan was like two years old and he would count to ten and go, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It was just wow. so cute. Thanks. We have that on video, you know. I know. It was very cute. We should play it sometime on the podcast. Wouldn't he love that? Yeah. Probably not. He's no, 20 he w- now. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> <laughs> talking about podcasts, um, we just want to have this opportunity to say if you would like to support the podcast, um. You are welcome to. Um, I've started um, coming on it every week, and um, yeah, we, we took the suggestion of our listeners. Yeah, um, but I have to take the day off work to come on it. Yeah, so. and you and you got a whole bunch of votes, by the way. People okay. have have sent in "We love Amy" in the subject line, mm-hmm. and I think you have six votes to stay doing the podcast every week with me. Um, how many votes did I have? Not two. None, because I told nobody to vote against you. Oh, that was nice yeah, of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, if you'd like to support the podcast, um, Rick will tell you now how to do that. Well, all you have to do is go to our website at takehimwithyou.com and click on the Donate button. Or you can sign up for our newsletter and donate that way as well. If, if you have a PayPal account, which is really easy to get on the, on the net, um, go to PayPal and you can uh, uh, send in your donations to Rick. At takehimwithyou.com is our PayPal address. Yeah. And uh, we're not tax deductible or anything like that, but it's very appreciated, and it helps us to be able to pay the bills and go forward with life. And and eventually I'd like to get a comfy chair and a microphone thingy that... Yeah, I need to get you a chair and a microphone. I'm sitting in a duct tape chair. Yeah. And my microphone is on a um a, ten, a wooden stool. Ten dollar wooden stool from Walmart. And with, I'm leaning forward uncomfortably to get I need to get you one of these broadcast mic arms like I have because it's really Yes, cool. he has like this robotic arm kind of thing. I have looking. bionic I have a robot bionic it arm. It looks like a, a kind of a robotic arm. The humans arm. are dead. What? 
It looks like a robot arm. Yeah, it does. Well, anyway, yeah. all that to say, and, and you know, some people have said, well, they we have some people that every month do a, like a withdrawal um, automatic check, like the bill payer system, mm-hmm. and they just send it to our house. So we just like yesterday, we got a couple of checks in the mail, which was very kind. Thank you of them. Yeah, thank you to everybody yeah. that's given, and we have some folks that every month give on PayPal as well. And our address, if you want to send us a, a check, you can do that. Just make your check out to MMM. That's Moyer Multimedia, mm-hmm. and uh, you can send it to nine one one Chico C H I C O Lane in Aberdeen, Washington nine eight five two zero. Yeah. That's all on our website, too, if you want to, uh, on the, under the donate part. It'll tell you how you can send a check if that's what you want to do. But uh, That's takehimwithyou.com. Yes, and we appreciate all the help that you can give. Very appreciated. Okay, let's go ahead and go into um, our words of wisdom. Today we're going to start uh, brand new in Genesis, but farther on in Genesis than we've been reading. And we're going we're gonna to start the story of Joseph, so you can all hear from the very beginning um, what happened to Joseph? And then at the end of reading these things, we're going to actually do a little series on Joseph and talk about him mm-hmm. and how he relates to our lives. Yeah. should be fun. So it's time once again for Words of Wisdom on Taking With You. Genesis 37 from the Message Bible, verse 1. Meanwhile, Jacob had settled down where his father had lived, the land of Canaan. This is the story of Jacob. The story continues with Joseph. 17 years old at the time, helping out his brothers in herding the flocks. These were his half-brothers, actually, the sons of his father's wives, Bilhah and Zilpah. And Joseph brought his father bad reports on them. Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he was the child of his old age. And he had made him an elaborately embroidered coat. When his brothers realized that their father loved him more than them, they grew to hate him. They wouldn't even speak to him. Joseph had a dream. When he told to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said, listen to this dream I had. We were all out in the field gathering bundles of wheat. All of a sudden, my bundle stood straight up and your bundle circled around it and bowed down to mine. His brother said, so you're to rule us? You're going to boss us around? And they hated him more than ever because his dreams and the way he talked. He had another dream and told this one also to his brothers. I dreamed another dream. The sun and the moon and eleven stars bowed down to me. When he told it to his father and brothers, his father reprimanded him. What's with all this dreaming? Am I and your mother and your brothers all supposed to bow down to you? Now his brothers were really jealous, and his father brooded over the whole business. His brothers had gone off to Shechem, where they were pasturing their father's flocks. Israel said to Joseph, Your brothers are with flocks in Shechem. Come, I want to send you to them. Joseph said, I'm ready. He said, Go and see how your brothers and the flocks are doing and bring me back a report. He sent him off from the valley of Hebron to Shechem. A man met him as he was wandering through the fields and asked him, What are you looking for? I'm trying to find my brothers. Do you have any idea where they are grazing our flocks? The man said, They've left here, but I overheard them say, Let's go to Dothan. So Joseph took off, tracked his brothers down, and found them in Dothan. They spotted him off in the distance. By the time he got to them, they had cooked up a plot to kill him. 
the brothers were saying, Here comes that dreamer. Let's kill him and throw him into one of these old cisterns. We can say that a vicious animal ate him up. We'll see that what his dreams amount to. There you go. We're going to stop there because we, we, it's a cliffhanger. What a happens cliffhanger. next? Yeah. I thought it was funny, though, that he said they were vicious animal things. Oh, I, I had the things. That's from Star Trek. Vicious animal things. Remember, remember in that one episode? Of st- this, I'm really geeky, aren't I? Yeah. It was the one where Q gives him powers and stuff, gives Riker powers. Oh, okay. And Worf and goes across those... these pig animal thingies. And they're dressed up in Civil French. War. No, they were French Hubernauts or whatever. Hubernauts? They were in French. French What's a um... Hubernaut? I've never heard of a Hubernaut. Oh, I've never. That's cool sounding, though. I like it. would be a good name for a band. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Hubernaut. Um. Maybe they weren't called that, but I think they were called something like that. Anyway, well, anyway, they were the French they goes, army. They are guy, vicious animal guy. things, thingies, whatever. I don't even know why I got on that. Let's go on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Time once again for food for thought on Take Him With You. So Kenny Rogers is on a skateboard and he's he's busting some moves and uh, showing some tricks and he's going down this hill and all of a sudden the wheel pops off and and uh, from his skateboard and he trips over, head over heels and scrapes up his knees and bumps his head and chin and everything and he gets up off the ground and he goes. You picked a fine time to leave me loose, wheel. Ha ha. Ha-ha. That joke's so ha-ha. old. Last time I heard it, I was tending my dinosaur. <laughs> ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, well, today's our subject is... Um, it has nothing to do with your joke. It does, too. It does? You picked a fine time to leave me, Loose Wheel? Lucille? Oh, okay. As, it has everything to do with it today. We're talking oh, about... We're, okay. we're going to have a little chat about cheating. Okay. And not just cheating. I mean, we're, We'll talk a little bit about cheating in general. Like, why do people cheat? Why do we cheat? Because mm-hmm. everybody cheats, we just don't want to admit it. And then we're specifically going to talk for most of the program about uh, if you're single, please don't tune out. Please don't go. Oh, I'm not going to get anything out of this. Because trust me, these are some really good things we're going to talk about as far as guarding your relationships as you do find someone. Mm-hmm. And those of you that are in a relationship, this will be very helpful for you. And those of you that are married, of course, I hope you're in a relationship if you're married. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was nice. You, like Data on Star Trek. <laughs> well, you're pretty lonely if you're married and you're not in a relationship. That's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. It does take two to tango, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes life interesting. It, it definitely does. So we're going to talk about cheating today because it is something that is a, a big problem in our society and in our culture. Um, not so as much, I mean, I think it happened and I think there were times that it, obviously biblically we can say there's lots of times that people cheated on other people and so on, yeah. but, uh, it has become rampant in mm-hmm. our society. Maybe, I don't know why we can talk a little bit about maybe why we think it has, uh, but let's talk a little bit about, you all right? That was just my mouse. Your it, mouse? It fell you off. Have a, you have a mouse? I Oh, your computer, computer mouse. I was going to say, if there was a mouse, you'd be shrieking and jumping up I, on things. 
I don't like mice or spiders. You don't like spiders or snakes. But that ain't what it takes to love you the way I do. I'm glad. Yeah. Okay, anyway, sorry. Okay, so cheating in general comes from wanting a shortcut to our needs being met without any effort. Mm -hmm. But sometimes cheating takes a lot of effort. Yeah. So that's interesting, isn't it? But usually Mm -hmm. cheating has to do with selfishness. Mm Mm-hmm. We don't want to work for what we get. We just want it right now. And we talked a little bit about this last week when we talked about James chapter 4 on fight night. Yeah, because most of our fights and quarrels among you, according to the Bible, come from our selfish desires. Wanting what we have. So we kill and we covet and we mm-hmm. we do all these different things to even, get what we want. Even the wars around the world, a lot of them come from Greed. selfish desires. yeah. 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 I mean, you actually you look down and, and you look down the list of things that are going on, conflicts in the world today, and it's definitely property, oil, power, power, money. Yeah, yeah, and that is well. Anyway, cheating. Mm-hmm. We've all seen people get ripped off before, and it's not a fun. Have you ever been ripped off before? Yeah, probably. not fun, huh? No. Well, like these get rich quick scams. Mm-hmm. Those are exactly the same thing as cheating. Because people say, well, I, I'm going to get all this. If, if you just do this, then you're going to get this. And most of the time, it sounds too good to be true. And if it does, it is too mm-hmm. good to be true. Yeah. The Bible really talks a lot about um, working hard for what you have. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you don't get rich quick. I mean, some people, I guess, do. There's a few. But, but the great percentage of people in the world, the Bible says you, just, you work for what you get. Well, one thing I found interesting is they've done studies on lottery winners. Yeah, we watched the show the other night on this. Well, I, I've i heard that some of the studies they've done on lottery winners is that at least half of lottery winners in five years after they've won a big mm-hmm. amount of money are in worse financial shape than before they won it. You know, and if you don't learn how to handle money in the small things... Um, you won't know how to handle money in the big money. Yeah. Right. Well, it's true. I mean, <laughs> most sense. people that have a lot of money spend a lot of time keeping their money or managing their money. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes God gives certain people the gift of having lots because he knows they can handle it. Mm-hmm. And then other people don't do well with it at all. Mm-hmm. So kind of interesting. Yeah. But I know, I mean, deep in the heart of most people, we'd all love to have a lot of money and we'd all like to be rich or we'd all have like to have the answers to the test before we take it you know Mm -hmm. i mean cheating is just something that is inherent in the human condition without god yeah and even people that claim to have god with them they have problems sometimes too with cheating Mm -hmm. we know that for for a fact yeah dishonesty or you know you're not being honest with yourself and other people living a lie i mean cheating and lying are are really they go hand in hand yeah and once people cheat then they have to lie and then they have to remember their lies and then they have to lie some more i was always i always thought that if because i don't remember a lot of things yes i always try to tell the truth so i don't have to remember what i said because that's what i believe does that make sense Uh uh-huh because boy i'll tell you what once you start down the road to lying it snowballs oh yeah you got to manage all these lies and then you get caught in this web of deceit and and we've all been in those places. We've all been lied to. 
Mm-hmm. We've all been cheated. And quite honestly, everyone at times has cheated someone else. We have, mm-hmm. we all have. And uh, we don't like to admit that because we don't want to think that we're bad people. But really, at the core of who we are, unless you have accepted Christ in your heart, there there's some potential there to be some pretty bad, mm-hmm. you know. And even with with God, maybe if you're not walking close to Him, maybe you've accepted Him, but you're not really following His ways. Well, then you can also mess people over big time. We've known preachers that mess people over. Yeah, some just of, dishonest. Some of the worst people that we've known have been preachers. Well, and, you <laughs> as know, far as dishonest and and you know adulterous and yeah, well, betrayal like, oh. is one of the strongest emotions that you can experience. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, I can't, I think it was on twenty four. I was watching the show twenty four, and the president at the time, uh, the lady president that they have on there, um, the guy, some, the brother of this dignitary from from the Mid East, had betrayed him. And he was apologizing to the president. I'm so sorry. I did not know what my brother was doing, and I and I'm I'm so sorry. And she said, "You can't apologize for that because um, you were being deceived." And and he was just like devastated. And she said, "Well, the only reason you're feeling betrayal is because you trusted him. Mm-hmm. You can't feel betrayal. You can't feel, you know, those kind of emotions towards someone you don't trust." Yeah, I mean, like so some, that's why people closest to us hurt yeah, us the most. Like sometimes in the media, it will talk about someone that's been unfaithful to their spouse or something. Well, that didn't hurt me um, because I've never trusted that person. I don't know right, that person, right. but I'm sure it hurt their spouse. But when it hits home, if it's a family member, yeah. if it's if it's somebody close to if you, it's someone or if close it's, to you, it's pretty, or even somebody that you really care about for some mm-hmm. reason, it really a is close devastating. Or sure, family, yeah, sure. But uh, anyway, I remember going into um, our accountant this year when we sat down to do our books and everything for the for the business, and we were talking about cash and you know, and I said, really interesting how um, some people. You, I mean, if you really wanted to, you could cheat the government out of a lot of money by not reporting what you get. If people pay in cash, yeah. right? And we we started talking about that, and he said, well, unfortunately, in my line of business, I see that a lot. But sometimes. They end up in jail because well, yeah. there's ways to find out. Well, it'll come around. It, I mean, it comes around. I mean, if you have, if you, if they want to, if the IRS wants to audit you, mm-hmm. they can find those inconsistencies in how much money is going through your bank account, all these different mm-hmm. things. And uh, but, but it would so, be so easy just to take the money and not worry about recording it. And that is, but that's cheating. Mm-hmm. But it'd be so easy to do it. And I think that greed and selfishness play into cheating most of the time. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I mean, when we're when we're young, we don't think about it. But then, when we want something really bad, and maybe we can't, mom says no, or dad says no, or we just are not able to afford it. That's when we start the wheels start turning in our head, and we say, "Now, how can I get that without? Because I don't have the means to get that. I can steal, I can cheat somebody out of something. I can, you know, how can I get the the most effect for the the least amount of effort? And cheating." is right up there on that list of doing that kind of thing. So very, very interesting. Remember that show? I remember uh, seeing a show on TV called Cheaters. And I, I didn't. I don't watch it anymore. I only watched one episode because it was so horrible. It's yeah, basically a TV camera that it. follows around somebody that's cheating on their, on their boyfriend or girlfriend or their spouse. And they do this TV program on it. It's horrible. Just horrible. It makes you feel yucky, and but people loved that. Like the Jerry Springer mm-hmm. show, and you know all these different afternoon talk shows where they I bring out the watch cheating. Any of yeah. those? I just like no, I can't handle that. Yeah. There's just too much yucky stuff. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. I, again, I think when you're when you're super close to somebody and they betray you, it's the worst feeling in the whole wide world. And um, I think part of who we are is in that other person. So let, now let's let's talk about relationships and cheating because this is something that um, I don't think people set out to do this initially, but they wind up in trouble. And I want to I want to read some stuff that we got off of Facebook and Twitter when we asked the question, why do you think people are unfaithful to their spouse or their significant other? These are fascinating. You want to hear some? Sure. I don't, I don't have my Facebook up, so you'll have to read it. <clears throat> well, we only got one response on Twitter because I don't think this is a, a, a subject that people like to talk about. Well, I think it's a very painful subject, especially well, yeah. if, it's if it's happened, happened to in you. your family, mm-hmm. you, you know, your parents or your own life. It's very yes. devastating. Yes. So it's not something you just talk about. But my friend Angelus from um, England says, it's not a sex thing like many think. In my opinion, people cheat because they have low self-esteem and thrive on attention. Hmm. I, I've heard that before that, especially with men, mm-hmm. that um, their number one need is to be respected. Mm-hmm. And if they come home from work every day and, you know, and their wives are on their cases about they didn't take out the garbage, they, you know, need to make more money, you know, on and on and on. And, and that's not just totally the wife's fault. But I'm just saying if they don't feel respect at home. They're going to look for respect from somebody. And if the secretary or the coworker is, oh, you do such a wonderful job and they stroke their ego and, you know, um, they're going to be drawn to that person because sure. they're meeting their needs. Sure. In fact, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, <laughs> here on Facebook, um, I wrote that question, impromptu question. So why do you think people cheat on their spouses or significant others? You might want to find it. Um, first one, Debbie says, I think that... That lies within the individual doing the cheating. It's generally never about the spouse or significant others. And I think we've seen that many times. It, it, it's usually something going on in the heart of the person that is experiencing this emotional, um, or sometimes no, just not emotional, but they, they want something out of life that maybe they're not getting. Yeah, they, yeah. And it's usually not the other person's fault. No. But sometimes it is. It, I mean... I mean, we all make choices. We decide what we do and what we don't. Yeah, because even if you don't feel your needs are getting met within your home, within your relationship, that doesn't give you a right to be unfaithful. Right. It may make it um, more difficult to feel happy, but it doesn't mean that, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, well, Katie says, I agree with Debbie and the whole grass is greener notion. In other words, sometimes, I think in relationships it's very true that um, you may be miserable, it may be a a mess, and you start to think, well, I bet it's so much better with that person. When the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence kind of thing, it really isn't necessarily reality to think that way. Now, let me preface all of this by saying, if you're in a relationship where you're being abused... Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're being hurt or if you're being um, verbally or mentally abused on a daily basis, that is not a good situation to be in. And we do not recommend staying in that situation. Um, but we're not advocating divorce. We're not advocating. You know, what we're mm-hmm. saying is you need to get help. Yes. For your relationship. Yeah. And if they're not willing to to uh, get help for the situation, well, then 
you know, you need to see somebody professional about that. Talk to a, a pastor or a, or a counselor or someone uh, about that relationship. So let's preface it by that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think sometimes people can go extreme and they can say, well, I'm just stuck with whatever. And mm-hmm. you know what? God never called any of us to be a doormat. I mean, there is a certain way that you tur- turn the other cheek when somebody is, is trying to exploit you. But you're, you are not, you and I are not meant to be manipulated on a daily basis and be abused. We're not supposed to let that happen to our lives. God made us humans, not punching bags. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so let's make sure everybody understands that as we go in here. Uh, Mary Ann says, selfishness. They put themselves first. God and spouse don't figure into their values. And really, I think that's a key. I think most of the time somebody cheats on their spouse, it's a very narcissistic and selfish situation. Again, they're looking for their needs to be met regardless of what the actions or consequences are that happen afterwards to the other people involved, to the other person involved. And they don't think through down the road what that's all going to mean. Well, and a lot of times it's not just a spouse that's devastated. If there's children involved, mm-hmm. then the children and grandchildren are the devastated. Whole family. The yeah. in-laws, Friends, parents, sometimes workplaces. Yeah. It, yeah. Cheating can cause a, a lot of harm, not just, in a, a relationship, um, a marriage relationship, but yeah. to a great extended family and friends. Yeah. yeah. Stephanie says uh, stupidity and selfishness is what causes somebody to cheat. Mm. I think uh, we have a common thread here, don't we? Yeah, definitely not thinking through. Well, now you wrote something really interesting here. I think you should read what you wrote. Okay. I usually don't chime in on this, but this is something that because of my experience as a pastor's wife and talking and praying for hours, listening for hours um, to wives that have had this happen to them, um, it it is a a big um, concern of mine. So it says, I said, all sin starts with the thought life. That is why I think the Bible says to above all else, guard your heart. I love the book Hedges, loving your marriage enough to protect it. I don't think people wake up one day and say, hey, I think I'll cheat on my spouse today. I think it is more like people letting down their guard a little at a time. I read um, that, I think it was in the book Hedges, I read that um, 80% of adultery starts as an innocent friendship at work. Um, And then (laughs) that was, I said my two cents. And then I wrote another post underneath it. Which I, by the way, blushed at. It says... Oh, and since I work at home with my husband, it's it's fine for me to have a love affair at work with you. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> uh, Debbie, our daughter is in the background gagging right now. <laughs> <laughs> she hates it when I write mushy things on Facebook. She, do- she doesn't really hate it, though. She really likes it. Oh, okay. Well, she goes, Mom, gross. She hopes she has a husband that is cool like me, right? yeah 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 okay okay well anyway uh debbie says well said amy (laughs) uh, mary says uh living with discontent can cause people to do all sorts of things wanting something some someone else has but we don't but we don't but think we need can lead to all kinds of sin robbery murder adultery 
She says, Amy, you're right. It begins in the mind and ends up in sin. Call it what it is. It's not simply cheating, which sounds kind of like Monopoly or Scrabble. It's adultery, which is sin. The root of which is the lack of faith that God will give us what we need. Mm-hmm. You know, that is that is really interesting that she pulls that around to, you know, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're in a relationship and it's not where you want it to be, um, being unfaithful to that relationship is not believing that God can turn it around. Well, yeah. And but I think what it is, we don't want to do the work that mm-hmm. it takes to make the relationship right. Remember when we were first married, about a, probably a year into our marriage, we realized that we were not going to meet each other's needs the way we thought we were. False expectations. Yeah, we expected it's that, you know, deal. you know, I expected Amy would be, you know, everything that I wanted her to be. And she expected I'd be her knight in shining armor and be everything she would. And we both found out that it's impossible to be perfect. Well, and sometimes it, the false expectations might not be totally what your husband thinks. Right. It could be what you think he thinks. Exactly. And they, it might not even be anything close to that. You yeah. know, yeah. I can be picturing, oh, he wants me to be June Cleaver and walk around in a Hello, foofy boy. apron and bacon pies. And, and maybe he just wants me to sit with him and talk to him and play with his hair. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, well, and that's the whole thing, communication. We'll talk about that in a moment, too. Um, See, Joseph says, I believe that usually one of the partners grows complacent in the marriage. It's great to feel happy, but when you become self-satisfied, you sometimes forget that your partner still has needs. You need to make your spouse feel loved and wanted. If someone feels that they are lacking in something sooner or later, they will find a way um, or, or... find what they need or think they need from someone else. Hmm. And that is that is really, really true. And we've talked before a little bit on other podcasts about um, love languages. Mm-hmm. And there's some really good books out. There's lots of good books on relationship. But that love language, it just came to mind with his comment that mm-hmm. sometimes you need to find out what love language your your spouse has. This is so true. Um, because not everybody reacts to things the same way or responds mm-hmm. to things the same way. And again, we've told people many times, I'm I'm the rock and roll, you're the country. Mm-hmm. And we we respond to different things. Mm-hmm. And and uh, there's a it's a, I think it's called uh, the Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. We highly recommend that book mm-hmm. to anybody to read because uh, it not only helps you in your marriage. Or in your relationship that you're having with, with uh, your significant other, but it also it helps you in relationships with other people that you know as well because mm-hmm. it identifies personalities and their needs. Mm-hmm. And we're not mind readers; we can't, you know, we're not really good at figuring out what other people like unless we are aware of it. And communication is a big tool to that. Mm-hmm. So we recommend highly the book Hedges by Jerry Jenkins mm-hmm. and the book. Um, the Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Both very good books. Excellent, excellent, mm-hmm. excellent. Um, Angie says here, coming from experience, it comes from the loss of something, whether that something be in a hurt in the past or a hurt from the spouse, the loss of affection is sometimes more than a person can handle. The cheating spouse is wrong for cheating. I believe the communication is vital in any relationship. And then she goes on and she says a lot more. You can read all of all the comments on my Facebook page, Uh, but she really hits it on the head there. Sometimes, sometimes 
because of what's happened to us as, when we're young, we can translate that over into relationships over in life, like bringing luggage with us mm-hmm. into a relationship. And and what what really needs to happen is is we need to examine when you get into a relationship, you need to examine what baggage am I bringing into this, and do I really want to do that, and take care of the baggage sooner than later because eventually it will come out down the road, and and sometimes it manifests itself in cheating. Mm-hmm. People, you know, sometimes you just run into somebody that's just not a faithful person, mm-hmm. and that happens too. So, um, Terry says, seeking to fill an empty love tank, and that's all about the love language. Uh, yeah, thing. and and um, I was listening to a podcast on marriage a while back, and I thought it was very interesting because this lady had pulled hundreds of men and women. And she she said a question to men and women, what would you rather live without? So if a man, the question is, would you rather know that you are loved or know that you are respected? And um, to be like in a relationship that know you're respected but not necessarily loved or loved but not necessarily respected. And men almost 100% of the time said they'd rather be in a relationship where they knew, knew they were respected, that the unconditional love wasn't as big a deal as the respect. Interesting. On the other hand, women, just about 100% of the time, said respect wasn't as big a deal for them as knowing that they were loved, that wow. they would rather be in a relationship where they were loved. And um, so anyway... It just goes back to the Bible says um, thousands of years ago. It was written down Mm -hmm. um, for husbands to love their wives and for women to respect their husbands. And hmm, God made us. So I guess we're not talking about a male chauvinist thing here. Not at all. We're talking about the differences between men and women. Yeah, it just says you know that the number one need for a woman is that her emotional needs are met. That she feels loved and um, unconditionally accepted, right? And for a man, their number one needs um, need is to feel respected. Sure. So it boils down to this: that love is a choice; it's not a feeling. And we've talked about mm-hmm. this before many times. Um, Love—you choose to love somebody. You're not always going to feel love. I mean, mm-hmm. we we have couples all the time. We're never going to. There's this test that they take before they get married, and they all they always fail this one question. We we there's no one else that could ever, ever fulfill my heart like this person. I'll never fall out of love with them, and um, that they always get that question wrong because they answer that totally. That's not true. Uh, you know, there there are lots of people and personalities that are compatible with lots of people mm-hmm. out there in the world, and. All of us can find somebody that we're attracted to and like, mm-hmm. and they may like the same things we do, and we might hit it off really well with them, but we have a choice whether to give them our heart or not. Mm-hmm. And if you're married, then you need to make sure that you're faithful to your spouse, not yes. to someone else. And love is a choice. Uh, we Remember when we took mission trips with the kids and had had youth retreats and stuff? We w- We had this thing called the sunflower syndrome. 
we could always tell if <laughs> if somebody was infatuated f- infatuated or yeah. flirting or or because you know you have a whole big group of kids and you're gonna have kids that like other kids yeah and it was interesting That's that normal. that several personalities would like several other personalities and it didn't it wasn't always just one person it was a maybe a group of kids or whatever but what we called the the sunflower we said we were going to watch for because we didn't want them in relationships that was not what we were there for yeah and so we said please do not you know, don't become a sunflower. And the girls all go, what do you mean by that? And it is, it's like when the person walks into the room, you brighten up and you, and, and you go from that hanging your head to a happy and sun, you know, sunny personality. Everything just changes when that person walks in the room. Yeah. Well, there's an attraction going on there. And we call that the sunflower syndrome. And you can mm-hmm. spot it a mile away. We actually watched for it mostly with our, our uh, youth leaders and the adult folks that would go with us because they were away from their spouse. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they would get, they would be sunflowers towards some of the older kids or towards other mm-hmm. chaperones and stuff. You got to be careful that kind of stuff yeah. uh, because there's so, you know, you have to guard your heart. Yeah. Above all else, guard your heart. And I wrote, I wrote this down and you already covered it, but I, I said every woman's desire is to be listened to and to be cherished. That's mm-hmm. what that's what most ladies are looking for. And of course us guys want that too, but it's not as important as for us every man's desire is to be respected. And I know this sounds weird and I hope people don't freak out when I say it, but they want to be fulfilled physically as well. Mm-hmm. There's there's something about that to a man that that is very very important. And it boils down to the whole thing we've said before, mm-hmm. crockpots and microwaves. Yeah. Women are like crockpots. Men are like microwaves. Now, there's always an exception to these things. There's always some people that aren't going to be quite like that. But for for the like for the majority, 80%, sure. Yeah. Um, but clear, clear back in Bible school. It's well, yeah. We they talked about this that um, that men sometimes have a hard time um, dealing with emotional needs, mm-hmm. and um, but if a <laughs> I say this without getting embarrassed. This is what they taught us in Bible school. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing to say. <laughs> well, they said in you know in a marriage that if women fulfill their husband physically, that emotionally their husbands are more available to them. That's true. And vice versa, mm-hmm. if a husband fulfills his wife emotionally, she's more available physically, physically. for him. Yes, it works hand in hand. Hand in hand. It's a, a circle of. Emotions and passion and yeah. love, you know, it's just part it's of the It's how marriage. we're made, yeah. The, and the intimacy factor in marriage, that intimacy for women, it can be physical, but it's largely emotional, whereas yeah. with a, a man, uh, intimacy is largely physical, but can be emotional, but right. it's usually the opposite first right. and first. Right, Yeah. Well, you know, I said crockpots <laughs> and microwaves, you know. Um, it also, I could say communicators and conquerors. Yeah. They're, that's also the same. I mean, women really like to communicate. I know I like to communicate as a man. I've been accused of being having women's emotions because I like to, to talk so much and communicate. Um, but, but really, it's true. Communicators and conquerors. Guys, when we go shopping, at least when I go shopping, I've got a list. I want to get that list. I want to get out of there. You know, I want to go in and make sure that moment's taken care of. I got everything ready to go. As You know, it's the same. We pursued each other when we wanted to get married. But once I got you, then I let down my guard a little bit and I wasn't as, as romantic as I was before, was I? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean, though. Communi- yeah. You sure wanted to communicate and I still wanted to conquer. But when I got what I wanted, well, then I ease off. And I think that's sometimes where 
couples get in trouble too Mm -hmm. is we pursue 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 as guys and then we get her Mm -hmm. and then we don't treat her like we should i i think uh, a good um measure of advice to men is after you're married still court your wife date her still date her still bring her flowers bring her flowers take her to dinner you don't bring me you know even if you can't afford to go out to dinner you don't sing me love songs (laughs) oh sorry i'm trying to sing barbara streisand Uh, you don't and chris christopherson i'm really old that's my mom used to listen to them yeah i remember them too but anyway but um, oh sorry go ahead mercy anyway even if you can't afford to go out to dinner and a movie you know bake her a frozen pizza and sit on the couch and watch a movie at home or you know i'm, I'm just saying take a walk go on a walk together and hold hands yeah. um you, you can um still court your wife sure. even if um you've been married for 50 years well you know we've heard of a lot of different scenarios where people have gotten in trouble they haven't guarded their heart um, and particularly with um, um, the Internet for ladies, this is really interesting. For a lot of women, mm-hmm. the Internet can be a place where they get in trouble um, getting their emotional needs met. They find a guy out there. We, well, they don't even know if it's a guy or not, but mm-hmm. sometimes they can find somebody that they can really communicate with that's not their spouse, mm-hmm. and they open up emotionally. And we've heard of lots of people getting in a lot of mm-hmm. trouble because they – fall in love with somebody over email, having that, wanting to get that emotional need met, they'll listen to me Mm -hmm. and they care about me and it's ruined many marriages and many relationships. On the other hand, for guys, a lot of times it happens at work Mm -hmm. in the office or in the, at the job site or whatever. It starts off very innocent, but like you said before, uh, the, you know, the, the lady kind of opens up a little bit and you know, there's always warning signs when someone starts to complain about their spouse Mm-hmm. And they're not talking to a counselor or somebody yeah. who can help them. Um, that's a warning sign that there's something wrong. I ne- I would never let when I when when I was in the office situation, I would mm-hmm. never let coworkers uh, complain unless we were in like a counseling situation, uh, and then I would caution them greatly. Yeah. Um, but 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 really, you never let another person complain about their spouse if they're of an opposite sex. Well, because and, what it says yeah. is it, it, they're opening up a door to say, I, my needs are not being met. Would you meet my needs? I've had to actually mm-hmm. stop talking. When, when I was in ministry, I just actually stopped counseling a couple of people because I could tell they were very, very needy and they, they were going about it the wrong way. And they mm-hmm. wanted me to meet their emotional needs. I'm not going to do that. I'm not married to yeah. them. Well, and, and um, thankfully, when you were a full-time pastor, we had a female pastor on staff. Yeah, that, that was very helpful. That could counsel women. And, you know, most of the time we just tried to direct people to her if, you know, they were a female. And um, sometimes it made them mad because they wanted the pastor to counsel them. Yeah. And, and um, you know what? Too bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, they're, they're not going to have my husband's ear when, you know, when... They should be talking to their own husband. If they yeah. can't talk to their own husband, they need to see a professional counselor, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, female counselor if possible. Right. Or a professional male right. counselor. But, right. But, um, yeah, it's, um, it's a challenge because um, women can be very emotionally needy. So and, can and men, men can but too, mostly, but, yeah. But, um, you know. I got a really interesting email that's anonymous. Okay. Um, that I was going to read. And um, this gentleman 
emailed me and said that his wife they had spoken and that he could share this story okay. and and he thinks it'll be very helpful to our audience all right so i'm going to read it um it says about 20 years ago when our marriage was still young i left my wife and daughter behind to go work in another state the plan was for me to get a job and a place to live then move my family there a friend of ours offered me a place to stay with him and his wife it didn't take long before his wife and I were friends, the close, then closer than friends, and then, well, I don't need to spell out what came next. Over the last 20 years, I've tried many times to figure out how I could do something so horrible to my wife, the woman I pledge to love, honor, and cherish as long as we both shall live. The answer came to me is this. I let my guard down. When you pledge publicly or privately to be in a committed relationship, it is the responsibility of both parties to protect that relationship, to make a stand and say, um, and, and to say to anything that would try and get into the relationship this far and no further. To be Gandalf standing before the monster saying, <laughs> you shall not pass. And I didn't do that. Regardless of whatever my needs and wants might have been, it was my responsibility to stand guard and to protect my marriage for better or for worse. The good news is, after 22 years of marriage, we're still together. It took a very, very long time to fix it, but we're still married. But I don't want anyone else to ever go through that. Mm. That is a very, very powerful message. Yeah. And speaking from someone who's been there. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, people would just often label people. Well, they're creeps because they cheated. You know what? There's a whole lot more going on mm-hmm. than that. And and yes, it isn't good to cheat. Right. It is bad. It's, it's not a good thing to be unfaithful. But um, there are some ways that people can guard their their relationships. Mm-hmm. And um, I know on the premarital test that I give to folks who I'm gonna gonna marry, um, I don't marry them, but I do the, the ceremony. <laughs> there's a thing called idealistic distortion. And and it basically, it, it, sometimes we just are not in reality about our relationships because mm-hmm. we're not communicating and we're not we're not really taking the time to um, work on our relationship. And marriage takes a big effort; it really does. Mm-hmm. So here's some ways to guard your relationship. One of the things that was highly recommended in the book Hedges was to when you get into a situation where there's people of the opposite sex, and you are. And you you realize that they're 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 kind of being sunflowerish to you. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing that you can do to dispel that, and this works, is to talk about your family and your wife. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a gal, talk about your husband and your family. Yeah, I for years carried around in my wallet pictures of my kids and my wife. You mm-hmm. know that I do that. And I constantly, you know what? I wouldn't even let it ever even happen because I would always bring out the picture and say, well, this is my kid and this is what we're doing with my wife, Amy. Mm -hmm. And that, you know what that does to somebody who thinks, hey, hey, maybe this guy is going to meet my needs emotionally. They calm right down because that's just like throwing cold water on a hot fire. Mm -hmm. It just, you don't go anywhere because Mm -hmm. they realize I don't want to. Now, there's others that are are not like that. They'll pursue you anyway. But. That was a great that was great advice in the in the book Hedges is to always you know make sure you have pictures of your family make sure you're in communication with your wife don't go two days on a business trip without talking to your wife you know uh, we, we even went so far as to disabling the uh, the uh, pay per view channels and stuff like that in the room the hotels that we would stay in because 
uh, even though you may not have a physical relationship with somebody, you can be unfaithful in your heart mm-hmm. as well. And so just things that would tempt you, you just eliminate them. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first first thing. The, the, the second thing was to don't put yourself in a situation that could cause you to stumble. Mm-hmm. I remember you telling me of this story about a homeschool mom, because we homeschool our children, or did. Yeah, this was a very... Cons- prominent and very conservative. Prominent. She had, they had their own um, magazine that their family put out. Mm-hmm. She was a very conservative, conservative, conservative And what happened to her? Well, she had a large family, and like I said, they were very big in the homeschool movement. She spoke at conferences and, and things. Well, um, she got into a chat somehow or a relationship on the Internet with an older gentleman come to find out um from her perspective was that her husband was rather controlling and abusive right and this older gentleman on the internet was just a good listener talked to her supported her emotionally right she went off to a homeschool convention and he met her there and they had, and an, they affair. had an affair and, and she ended up leaving her husband and yeah. and marrying this other guy yeah you know probably 20 years her senior but he cared about her right and that that and doesn't make it better it, it doesn't just... make her better but again you know you know if if your emotional needs aren't being met in a marriage mm-hmm. Um, get help and communicate you know get help communicate to your spouse you know this we need we need to work on some things we yeah. need to get together with another couple we respect that has a good marriage or go see yeah. a counselor or, you know get help right um well and, and you know because that hurt the sure, family obviously sure. <laughs> sure and and again for for men you know if you put yourself in a situation where you, you know that you shouldn't be in it. I remember many people emailing me and, and talking to me. They put themselves in the situation. They mm-hmm. go to the bar where they know there's going to be a bunch of women there. and and mm-hmm. Or they put themselves in a situation. They try to be alone with the person at lunch or you know the person they work with at lunch. Or they have special meetings and stuff like that. And they're really excited about that. You know you're on shaky ground. Mm-hmm. Don't put yourself in those situations. Yeah. I mean, we even went to the point. I know some people think this is extreme. But we wouldn't ride in a car with a person of the opposite sex to go to a meeting across town alone. Um, alone. Yeah. And, and, and the, I know some people think that's crazy and whatever, but I just know that my marriage is more important. And nine times out of 10, there, there would be a, a situation where we had to do that. Mm-hmm. And every single time we'd run into somebody and they go, what, what's going on with you guys? And I'm like, Oh no, now there's going to be rumors and all these different yeah. things. And we just made it a point mm-hmm. to not, to not do that. And you know what? It's not that big of an effort. And, and, if it if it if it says to your spouse I I care about you and I value our relationship I'm not going to put myself in a compromising situation well mm-hmm. then it does and that's a good thing well and another point too to that is um, it's not it's not that bad of an idea to protect yourself from false accusation exactly because I mean I hate to say we're in such a paranoid world but but there are. We, we've heard personally of pastors that have lost their marriage, have lost their jobs, have lost their family. All because... Because yeah. a teenage girl emotionally got attached to him he mm-hmm. didn't even realize. Right. And she falsely accused him of something that he didn't do. And even though they couldn't prove it was her word against his, yeah, they I didn't think, believe I him, think a year He later, lost his whole ministry. Yeah, I think lost a every, year lost la- his family. Yeah, I think a year later she finally Recanted. called yeah. and said, I am so sorry I did that to you and I lied and... 
but you that know, was too but, late. But by then, his family and so don't put yourself yeah. in a situation where you can be accused or yeah. You know, we we even went to the point for when we when we would counsel people or talk to people, we'd always leave our door open in our office. Mm-hmm. We'd or never have another staff or have another person, a staff member, in there with us, just because in this world, it's really important not to put yourself in a situation where you can. Can where, get accused or well, stumble. the Bible says to avoid the appearance of evil, mm-hmm. and you know to go on a business trip with just two people that you know it just can seem kind of you know it it can look bad. Yeah. And whether it doesn't you know, mean you don't go on. I mean, you just figure out how to do it more wise. Yeah. The the other thing that people can do to guard their relationship is to put yourself in your partner's shoes. Mm-hmm. If you wouldn't like your wife having lunch with that coworker guy, then you shouldn't want to have lunch with that coworker lady. Mm-hmm. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. And I think a lot of times we don't think about, well, how would this make so-and-so feel? Put yourself in their shoes. I have a family member that had to hire a new secretary. Mm-hmm. And I was really surprised that he put so much thought in it. He had several people apply. Mm-hmm. All of them qualified. Mm-hmm. He ended up hiring the one that was 20 or 30 years older than him mm-hmm. um, out of respect for his wife. He didn't want her to like wonder what was going to happen every day at work. Right, right. And, you know, I'm not saying to be discriminatory. No, no. But if you, if you have, you know, several different people and, you know, you think, well, I could be attracted to that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe you should hire the other one. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but, but, but I, d- I understand saying, what you're saying. I'm yes. just saying, yes. um, you know, that might seem extreme to some yeah. people. But, you know, he wanted to guard his marriage. And, yeah. and he wanted his wife to feel comfortable with yeah. him going to work every day. How about this one? Um, pray for your partner. That's you you one. really did that a lot for me when I, we were first married. I wasn't a very good husband. I was I was more into my stuff. I didn't really pay attention to you a whole lot unless I wanted something. And we know what that was. Hmm. Well, you remember? Mm-hmm. And you prayed for me a lot, didn't you? You had a little yeah. prayer card. You actually prayed for me and put my name in the prayer. Yeah. Many, many, many years. Yeah. <laughs> but it's way pray, better now. I still pray for well, you. Well, yeah, I pray for you too. But you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm. Yeah, but um, I think too. Um, you know, you were still, you were what, 20 when we got married. Yeah. And, you know, if, if you, yeah, 20 year olds can be a little self-centered. I mean, you just don't always think about all the work that goes into things or all that needs to be done. And, um, and I was, I was young too. So, um, so pray for one another. Yeah. Pray for one another. So that's a big deal. Two more and then we'll close. Um, how about this one? Stay in communication. Find new ways to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Big, huge deal. Huge, huge deal. Communication is the key. I think that's one of the reasons that we have a good marriage and that we've been together for so many years is we, I mean, there are times when we, I don't want to communicate or you don't want to communicate. Most of the time it's me. <clears throat> but we have found new ways to communicate and tell each other what we're thinking because we found after all these years we're not mind readers. No. Even though we think we might know each other, there are sometimes we can predict some behavior, but most of the time we need to communicate, 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 communicate. And through email, yeah. through texting, through chats, through, and we're talking about your significant other here. And sometimes, you know, if you don't feel like communicating, <laughs> communicate that. <laughs> what I mean is, like, you know, if you're just really tired and feeling grumpy, 
to say, you know, I'm really feeling tired and grumpy right now. Can we make an appointment to to talk at breakfast? Or yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying communicate about not feeling like communicating. Um, mm-hmm. it, that's how important communication is because otherwise you can – the other person can think, what did I do? Why are they mad at me? And they might not be mad at you at all. Their yeah. blood sugar might be low or they're tired. Or, right, right. You know, so just talk things out. Communication. Big yeah. key. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then last but not least, we, of course, uh, from coming from a believer's perspective, we really think if you center your relationship on Jesus— then priorities will naturally take care, care of themselves. So what we mean by that and, and, and what we had talked about before was there's no possible way that Amy and I are going to meet each other's needs completely. It's just men and women have so many needs. There's no way that we can do it. Well, there is somebody that can meet all of our needs, and his name is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And when we center our relationship on him, when then he makes up for those areas You know, where I'm weak, Amy makes up for that. Where, where Amy is weak, I make up for that. Where I'm strong, you know, Amy's weak, and where Amy's strong, I'm weak. It's just, it's just how it works. And where we're all weak, Jesus is strong. Right, and that's really, really true. So, and yeah. and that really is the key to a satisfying relationship. And you know, I I would challenge people and challenge ourselves too. Um, I've noticed that the times that I have felt the closest to you is when we're praying together or worshiping God together. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe, um, people listening aren't even believers yet, but I would challenge you, you know, just say a prayer together at night Mm -hmm. before you go to bed, you know, and it may be, maybe all you know is now I lay me down to sleep or rub a dub dub. Thanks for the grub. Yeah. But, I'm joking about that, of course. But, you know, pray how you know how to pray. And it and it doesn't have to be elaborate. It, it just has be, to be honest. Yeah, I can just be, hey, God, well, there's can one you thing just you help, us, help us to, to know each other better? Yeah. Or help yeah. us to communicate. And that is the best thing you can ever do. Yeah. So, boiling it all down, we do know that um, cheating is not a good situation. And there are ways to guard your heart and your marriage. Our recommendations are The Five Love Languages by um, Gary Chapman mm-hmm. and Hedges by Jerry Jenkins. Yeah. And, of course, the Bible is always really good, too. But uh, we have come to the end of our show. But we just want to say a prayer. Uh, what's that, dude? And I do have a verse, too. Okay, good. What's your verse? Um, well, there's a couple of verses. One, the, the Bible says that God is the husband and the husbandless. So if you find yourself in a situation where you're alone, um, perhaps you've um, been a victim of unfaithfulness or mm-hmm, cheating, mm-hmm. and um, you you really aren't alone. And I'll explain why. Um, Lamentations three twenty two says, "God's loyal love couldn't have run out; His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They are created new every morning." How great is your faithfulness. I'm sticking with God. I can say it over and over. He's all I've got left. And we've been talking about cheating, but I just wanted to point out that that's not in God's character at all, that he is faithful. He doesn't cheat on us. He doesn't cheat on us. And the New Testament says um, that he will never leave us or forsake us. 
So even if we've had um, family, spouses, um, boyfriends, girlfriends leave us and forsake us, that God never will. And that he is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Boy, that's so true. So I just, and that's a good verse if you want to look that up, Lamentations um, chapter 3, 22. Um, chapter 3, verse 22. Chapter There three, aren't 322. Verse 22. <laughs> anyway, it's a, a, a really, really good verse. And there's a lot of them. I, you can Google, I just, well, I looked on Bible Gateway. The, just the word faithfulness, mm-hmm. and there are pages of pages of scriptures that come up talking yeah. about God's faithfulness. So don't give up if you if you've been with people that have have been cheaters who have been unfaithful. That God is faithful. Yeah, totally true. Well, let's pray. Okay, Father, I thank you for every single person that has listened to the podcast today. And first of all, I pray for those that have been hurt by people that have cheated on them. Mm-hmm. that you would heal their heart and help them learn to trust again and surround them with the right people and bring them the right person, God, that they can trust. I pray, Lord, that you would help them to forgive as much as they can. And and I, and I also pray, God, that you just repair things if they've been messed up. Lord, I also pray for all of us um, in the area of being faithful. God, would you guard our hearts, guard our relationships, Help us to be men and women that would guard our relationships and do it boldly with a purpose. Uh, I just really pray, God, that you would give us the strength and the stamina to stay strong and to get stronger as time goes on. I thank you, Lord, for those that have uh, that wrote the comments and, and especially um, the guy that wrote about his experience many, many years ago. Thank you, God, that you repaired that marriage and that relationship and that you gave him strength. Uh, to do that and that you forgave him and you love him. I thank you, God, that you you have grace upon our lives and you care about us. And that is just really, really cool. So help us have the tools to communicate, communicate, communicate. And give us the strength, Lord, to love our spouse, our significant other, the way that you uh, want us to, God. And we thank you for all of this now. And we just think you're awesome. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, well, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, again, we, we don't have time to play. I was going to play a cool song. I may. You never know. Uh, but anyway, you've been listening to Take Him With You. It is a production of Moyer Multimedia LLC. And we would love it if you give us some feedback. Uh, write to us at rick at takehimwithyou.com. That's rick at takehimwithyou.com. Please follow us on Twitter at Moyer777. Or you can visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rick.moyer. And, of course, you can always visit our website at TakeHimWithYou.com. Phew. That was a lot. Yeah. Are you hungry? Yeah. Yeah. I think we will make lunch. Okay. All right. Thanks. You pick the five times you leave me loose wheel. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the host of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of The Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com. Good evening, everybody. 
When you aren't listening to Take In With You with the multi-talented Mr. Moyer, then I'd be honoured if you could take a few minutes to check out my little show, Happy Times. If you have an iPod Touch or an iPhone, and if you love your applications but are feeling the pinch of the current economic climate, then this is the podcast for you. Each week I'll review a free or cheap application and spend a few minutes gassing on about why I like it or not. Buying apps over the air can be both addictive and expensive, so why not spend a few minutes a week listening to Appy Times and I'll try to separate the wheat from the chaff. Just go to appytimes.podbean.com or search the iTunes store for Appy Times. That's A-P-P-Y-T-I-M-E-S. So come and share the Appy Times with me. Thank you. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-fi entertainment news and commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean, just type in Waffle On Podcast. Podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Thank you.